The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. That's Rick Kemper and Dave Stern. We are the Minutia Men. By night, we the we are unappreciated husbands and fathers. But in the daytime, Dave, we actually have real jobs. We should tell people this. We, we are do have real jobs. We work very hard at our real jobs. We are the publishers of Eckhart's Press and Chicago Author Solutions. But in our spare time, we are consumers of worthless information, which is also known as Minutia. M-I-N-U-T-I-A. Minutia. And that's where we came up with our uh, podcast idea. We call ourselves the Minutia Men because that is what we are. So, Dave, I believe we can hop right into some uh, Minutia this week. And what have you got for us? Well, before we start with the actual programming that we laid out, I wanted to tell the listeners I had I woke up with the worst heartburn that I have had in years. Just wanted everybody to know that. So if I'm not my vibrant self, it's because of uh, it's because of the heartburn. You ever have heartburn? <laughs> have I ever had heartburn? Yeah, uh, yes, heartburn? I have had heartburn. But I, I, you know, I should also point out <laughs> that you know other other podcasters wouldn't even show up for work uh, under these <laughs> exactly. circumstances. But but exactly. Dave is working through heartburn right now. So congratulations uh, to uh, Dave Stern. Right? Do you re- do you remember? You know, the Michael Jordan shot back in the 90s when he, you know, he was dying with the flu, uh-huh. you know, and gets, you know, gets gets the three-pointer to where whatever it was to win the championship. I was working at a paper company at the time, and my partner that did my work with me, and whenever one of us, le- whenever one of us wasn't there, it was just awesome. I mean, it was awful, just absolutely terrible. And he called in sick that day after Michael Jordan... <laughs> Hit that three, you know, three pointer, and he's dying. And and Glenn had a cold that he couldn't come in. I, I'll never forget that. Now, what people also don't know about you is that you do this show every week with a deviated septum. <laughs> I do, I do. I I cannot breathe out of both my nostrils. Uh, in fact, in fact, here's a new bit for the podcast, and and it changes the the nostril that I can breathe out of changes from week to week. So I'm going to do a check right now. I can breathe out a lefty. Righty is dead. So let's see what happens next next week. <laughs> we'll have a little chart. And we'll see. And, th- and this is good because I've never done this before. And I've always kind of been interested to see if there's a pattern. I just never thought to check. This will force us to check. So put it on the little minutiae um, uh, syllabus. Okay. That we will check my deviated septum every more every, every the beginning of every show. Uh, that's something that listeners can look forward to right there. Absolutely, Rick. Um, Sean is your youngest child, correct? Sean is my youngest. He's thirteen years old. So he's thirteen. My twins are ten. So both of us. It's been some time since we've had babies in the house. That's right? true. I mean, yes. Yeah, you know, at least ten years more. Do you remember? What it was like to have a baby in the house? I remember uh, not wanting to ever leave because every just leaving the house was like the most traumatic experience ever. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's one approach. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> I re- you know I remember especially especially with the first you know yeah. You know, you you would look at you know you would look at this wonderful baby and and just be amazed at what you can create. You know, all the mushy dad stuff, and you know, you you look at their flawless skin, 
and I also remember that I could do that for about five minutes, and yeah. then I got bored. Yeah, exactly. You, you know, yeah. um, obviously. Oh, they're so cute. Oh, they smell like babies. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Can I hold them? Yeah, here, here you go. You yeah. can have them back. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. They're, they're they're really cute, and I get it. But I've got a very short attention span, and it's what have you done for me lately? And if you're just sleeping there, you're not doing anything for me. Well, evidently, this is a uh, this is a feeling that most men have. Because did you did you see this Cheerio challenge thing? Have you, you know, heard? It? I, I did see I, this. I I saw the video of this, and I could not stop laughing because I could totally see myself doing it. Expl- well, explain exa- it. Exactly. Basically, what it is, there's a there's a uh, dad. Uh, his name is Quinn. Uh, I don't know his for uh, what's his uh, name. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, and he runs a, a blog called Life of Dad. And what he does is he does like you know funny little videos, you know, like singing Little Mermaid and that kind of thing. It's very cute. Well, it it, it turns out that um, he. I'm sorry, my computer just blinked out here. Okay, and oh, everything is fine. What he did is one day he had his little wait, wait a son. Minute. Wait a minute, and I, I just want before you finish this story, I just want to point out to everybody: there's three layers here. Now you've got a deviated septum. Uh, yeah, you're working through heartburn. Yep, yep. And, and your computer is on the fritz. Exactly, exactly. I, I'm, uh, I, I'm basically Patton right now. You I'm are. the podcast Patton you right are. now. Or Rommel. I'm the Desert Fox. Uh-huh. His name is Patrick Quinn. And basically what he did is while his little son, Max uh, Maxton, uh, was sleeping, he decided that he was bored and he didn't want to move and wake up the kid. So he started putting Cheerios on the kid's nose. Just to amuse okay? himself. To amuse himself. Perfectly. Yeah. What's <laughs> Here's the what's in it for me, dad. Yeah. So he started he started um, uh, stacking these uh, Cheerios like poker chips on his on his baby, and he thought it was hilarious. Took a picture, puts it on his blog. Thought that was going to be the end of that. No, 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 no. When you see when when other men see this, it becomes a competition, Rick. <laughs> I know, I know. That is so true. Uh, and what he's getting pictures from all over the world of 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 of, of fathers building. Not only towers, but I mean, like, there's a little Taj Mahal. There's a pyramid on one of them, you know. Because <laughs> they this don't is the move. Because mo- babies don't move. It's right, like right. an easy, it's an easy, easy canvas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, again, think about it. This, 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 this dad is bored, and he turns his son into a Milton Bradley board game, <laughs> you know. And, and, and it is wonderful, and these pictures are just adorable. But what I really think is going to happen here is that with guys, you know, we're kind of a competitive breed. Um, this is gonna. There's going to be a sponsorship sponsorship at some point. There is going to be prize money somewhere in this, and then there's going to be cheating. You oh, know what I'm saying? Yeah, because that's what we do. Right. Exactly. There is going to be performance enhancing drugs. There, you know, there's going to be there's going to be there's going to be dads, you know, giving whiskey or Benadryl or something to the baby that don't need it just to make sure they sit still. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, we, I was at uh, Wrigley on Sunday at uh, for Father's Day, uh, and there was a there were a lot of dads there with their kids. But there mm-hmm. there was a, a father and and mother with a with a little baby who was dressed up in a, you know Cubs gear, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, of course, right. from head to toe. He had the little Cubs booties and the Cubs you know onesie and a Cubs hat and whatever. And you could see the dad. And this I was watching this happen right in front of me. You could see the dad. 
for like 30 seconds like oh here take a picture of me with with yeah. my son you know and this is the greatest father's day ever and then the picture yeah. was taken here have the kid back right, right exactly <laughs> you know right. what i mean right. i, I t- Arietta's on the mound. I got to see how his fork ball's doing. I took Tommy to his first game when he was about six months old, my oldest son. And I was uh, in the concession area. And I was carrying Tommy because, you know, I, I, I've had one of those, uh, you know, 30 second to 45 second uh, stretches where I was in charge of yeah, the baby. Sure, right. And, and I probably was going to get a beer because, you know, that's what people do. Hold a right, baby in one hand and get a beer with the other hand. Uh, but anyway, this woman comes up to me, an old lady. And she must have been in her late 70s, early 80s. And she cooed at, you know, Tommy was a cute little baby. Oh, look at him. He's so adorable. Are you making him into a Cubs fan? I said, yes, I am. She said, that's child abuse. Uh, (laughs) uh, That's, um, well, you know, uh, when I had the twins, and this is not quite, you know, as far as child abuse goes, and I don't know what, what... effect that it had on the twins i would have both of them sleeping on my shoulders you know and i'd be in the 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 recliner and i would be playing online poker with the (laughs) with the two kids so that's kind of my cheerios you know i was stacking online poker chips but uh wait a minute how did you do that How, how did you have them on your shoulders what do you mean? I I had a recliner and I oh, just put oh, one. Oh, I out. see. And you so you had it leaned all the way back. Right, 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 right. Uh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, the, yeah, and uh, and and if Aaron or Julia would make a noise and I would you know do something wrong, I'd just blame it on them. Did did, on, I, did I ever tell you the uh, the story of uh, Johnny? All right, so Johnny now is Johnny's my middle son. And we went to a wedding once in, I think it was Maryland, somewhere out east. So we had to drive all the way there. And we stayed at a Super 8 somewhere in between here and there. And if you have ever traveled on a long-distance road trip with little kids, babies, it's just awful. Right? No, it's awful. Absolutely awful. So yeah. this, the shoulder thing reminded me of this. So we were at, at uh, breakfast at one of these Super 8 you know, breakfast nooks, which was terrible it was awful breakfast and and johnny started getting a little stirry and and whiny so i put him on my shoulders because that was the way i could you know get him to relax and i bounced up and down and he would giggle with glee Mm -hmm. so i did this i was bouncing up and down giggling he was giggling with glee i stood up and i saw the faces of the uh, patrons around us looking at us like i was the worst human being ever and then i heard this dunk dunk Oh, was it the ceiling fan? The ceiling fan was hitting Johnny right in the head. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, oh, that's a, that, a good, father good of the year. Father yeah, of the year. If you want to check out uh, the Cheerio Challenge, just Google Cheerios Challenge. Uh, and um, what's kind of refreshing about this, there's no end game here. Uh, there's, there's, this is not like... Uh, the, the ice bucket challenge where they're trying to raise money and whatever. This is purely for fun. <laughs> I'm There's sure no quality here. I'm sure somebody will figure out a way to monetize it. Exactly. All right. Here's my minutia that I found this week. This was in the Chicago Tribune. They had a list of uh, rejected uh, vanity license plates. 
Uh, so, you know, apparently people try to get through, you know, nutty little vanity right. license plate ideas every year. And they, they, you'd think that they, they've seen them all, right? But still some of them get through. But here are some of the ones that they rejected. Now, these are – I can understand why they rejected these. Love Gun. Yeah. Okay. okay. Fokker. P-H-O-C-K-E-R. Yeah, okay. No AIDS. I mean, that's not – you know, yeah. why would you let that one through? There, and then there's right. F-Bomb. Yeah. Fin. Duck U. And yeah. here, here's my favorites, and we get into the uh, the uh, law enforcement community area. FBI. <laughs> I can see why they say you can't have that license plate. Right. I am drunk. By cop. <laughs> Jihad. And then, you know, there's evil and Lucifer. And then uh, Cubs sucks, which, of course... Yeah. You know, you can't have that. Not not in Illinois. Um, so those I can understand. But there are some that I don't get why you can't have these. And maybe you can help me. And I'm, I'm being totally serious here. For instance, one of the rejected vanity plates was Z. Z, 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 all the way across. Like, you know, sleeping, Z, Z, Z. Why couldn't you yeah. have that? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess is, is the guy who's doing the vanity plate making a joke that he's sleeping at the wheel? And do they think that that is but even dangerous? Yeah, I mean, oh, come on. No, I get it. No, I get it. I, I agree with you. Um, hey, here's another one. Twerking. You know, why, why can't you have that? Is, is that really? Is that no. really that bad? No. Yo uh, mama. You, yo mama. They said you can't have yo mama. Could you do like DUI 3X? <laughs> I don't think you could. See, because uh, 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 some of these other ones that were, I mean, now really, I'm, I don't understand. LMAO was rejected. My, yeah, that because of ass, the yeah, acronym. Yeah, but ass. I mean, so what? That no. is used, you know, very commonly on online. Estrogen. Yeah, that's that's. That's why not? That'd why not? Mudda, M-U-D-D-A-H. Uh, you know, Rick, I don't think I've ever heard you passionately talk about anything <laughs> like this. This is really riling you up, isn't it? it you're is. getting angry about this. Here's two more. Now, these are these are maybe uh, not nice, but if you're self-identifying yourself as such, I don't have any problem with white trash. <laughs> yeah, right. Or exactly. redneck. Yeah. You know, no, you're, you're right. calling yourself that. Um, what you know? You had mentioned Cubs or Cubs suck. I always wanted to do a license plate. Now let me see if you can do it or you can visualize what I'm saying here. W eight two N X Y R. Oh boy, this is going to require much more than I'm capable of at this moment. Yeah. Uh, and I'm the one who's suffering from heartburn, and you can't do this. <laughs> well, I'm I'm suffering from brain burn. Uh, all right, one more time. W. Right, wait, I got to write it down. I got to write okay. it down. All right, everybody at home, please follow along. W. Eight. We should. Yeah. W. Eight. Uh huh. Two. The number two. Yeah. N. X. Y. N. R. And just so you know, I had to write that in the air. I was writing it in the air. Okay. Y eight two W eight two N I don't know. I got no idea. Wait to next year. Oh boy. <laughs> 
that was worth it. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, I'm not saying that it was worth it, but I don't think I like your tone. I do, okay, fine. You have you have some more. Do uh, you have some more minutia for us this week? I do. Uh, this is coming out of Virginia Beach, and um, are you going to run the Jenkins sound? Uh, oh, is this or? a Jenkins story? It is a Jenkins okay, story. Okay, hang on. I got I'll play it for you. You're listening to Minutia Men, featuring the wacky exploits of your good pals, Rick and Dave. Give them 22 minutes and they'll give you absolutely nothing of value. That was the wrong one. <laughs> That's fine. Good for you. <laughs> but Good I like that one. It was a good one. Time now for a collection of cub geekness. Well, this is too. just one bad century. With Rick and Dave. Okay, that's also incorrect. Uh, is this Jenkins here? All right. Last try. When you're on the job and you're not doing it right. Jenkins! Time now for Dave to share stories of employee screw-ups. Jenkins! It could only be... Jenkins! Jenkins! With Rick and Dave. Jenkins! I like that I screw that up, just uh, just so you know, because uh, it fits in with the theory, the exactly, whole theme right. of this. So go ahead. There, there are so many levels to your humor. I, right? Exactly. It, uh, let's, let's say it's intentional. Virginia Beach. All right, here's the headline. Virginia Beach mistakenly paid $144,000 in electric bills for office space it hadn't leased in 20 years, Rick. Um, so evidently, the city of Virginia Beach has been paying over 20 years for a spot that they're for a for a rental unit that they don't have anymore. Um, the funniest part of it, other than the fact that this is hilarious that this got through is that there, they were um and i'm not going to name names here because i don't want to get sued because there's some there there's some debate here as if this person ever said this but evidently the comptroller said well we didn't know that it wasn't being rented anymore and we didn't know if anybody was in it so so you couldn't go to the to the <laughs> to the to the location knock on the door and go hey excuse me now also these people that have had 20 years worth of free electricity never said a word <laughs> would you yeah you know what i think i would i gotta be honest with you i think no, I wouldn't. No, would you I would not. Of course no, you would probably. not. No. Uh, but this reminds me of the story when we were running our advertising agency and you were running the, the books, which was the stupidest thing that we could possibly have done. <laughs> and you could, do you remember this story? No. Uh, we got a credit card bill for whatever, $1,387 or whatever. And you were doing the bills and you looked at our bank account and you wrote a check for every dollar that we had in the account <laughs> okay yes I, I do remember this <laughs> so for like a 1300 dollars bill what i you know whatever and then and then we started bouncing checks well done sir well done uh, sir. i don't think we ever bounced checks in my defense but uh yeah yeah that was Maybe. that was notoriously stupid but i think that was when you were getting up at four in the morning to do john's show i think yeah that's what? true oh boy yeah, all right. All right. Well, thanks for uh, humiliating me. Now let's uh, let's move on to our next uh, item, which is just one bad century. Time now for a collection of cub geekness. This is just one bad century with Rick and Dave. And that is a bonus spin of that uh, of that audio <laughs> clip because I just played it earlier. Oh my god. Uh, 
yeah. So I, I'm not going to win any competency awards. Have you ever noticed that about me? Hey, Rick, um, O'Hare wants you to be an air traffic controller. Yeah. They're find oh. seven right now for you. Oh, boy. Anyway, so this week's Just What Bad Century actually is kind of a stretch to call it a, a cub story, but it sort of is. This week in 1972, the Rolling Stones were in town, and uh, they played a bunch of shows, I believe, at the International Amphitheater. Mm-hmm. And when they were here, they stayed at the Playboy Mansion, which was still you know rolling at that time with Hugh Hefner still living there. And and several of the Cubs were regular visitors there, including Joe Pepitone, one of my one of my all time favorite Cubs. And so this story goes to about what what it was like when the Rolling Stones stayed at the Playboy Mansion. I'm going to give you two versions of it: one from the Rolling Stones' point of view, okay, and then one okay. from Hugh Hefner's point of view. All right, this is from a book about the Rolling Stones. The couches pulse with women. In the, in the nights to come, the Stones will have their own man on the door, selecting talent. But tonight, the gathering is official. Mostly bunnies, ex-playmates, future playmates, glossy four-color ladies with polished faces and makeup eyes. Made-up eyes. None of your New York City darkness here. No clean Puritan New England faces or spaced-out California smiles. These ladies are the real things, products of the heartland. Damn right. right. So that's from the Rolling Stones' point of view. This is from Hugh Hefner's point of view, and this is from Hef's Little Black Book, which was written by Bill Zamey. And it's a memo that he released after the Rolling Stones left uh, left the Playboy Mansion. For your information, the following is a list of damage that resulted from the visit of the Rolling Stones. The white rug in the red and blue room bathroom was burnt and needed to be replaced. The toilet seat was also burnt and had to be replaced. Two bath mats and four towels. What's that? The toilet toilet seat was burnt. Yes. Okay. Two bath mats and four towels were also burnt. Red room chair and couch are stained, possibly to the point of needing reupholstering. <laughs> Red room bedspread, badly stained. We yeah. were hoping it will come out in cleaning. God, that is, I can see Hef just getting pissed. Exactly. You know, and, and just going through with a with a yellow pad of paper, going, you know, yeah. And then I could see Mick Jagger getting this memo and then going, really? All right, we'll replace the white rug. But was it new? Because we're not, you know, it, it's, it's replacement value. And I, and I didn't think it was a very nice rug to begin with. Uh, I would love to see. I'm what, disputing the charges. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, was there, is there any response from the Stones on this? No, I, I don't know what the Stones said about it. Uh, but I do know that uh, while that was going on, the Cubs were playing at Wrigley Field and beat the Dodgers 5-4 to four in 11 innings. And Carmen Fanzone, the uh, backup third baseman for the Cubs, played the national anthem on the trumpet before the yeah. game. Uh, wasn't, Carmen's, uh, wasn't Carmen Fanzone one of the guys that I got a – birthday greeting from for you that's right he was featured in celebrity potpourri just a few weeks ago yeah yeah. um which is actually it's time for that right now so let's go to that 
A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. Okay, so in a previous life, I was a radio producer for Stephen Gary and for John Records Landecker Show. And I met lots of celebrities, and Dave likes hearing these celebrity stories. So I wrote down the names of every celebrity I've ever met or had an encounter with, and I put it on little pieces of paper and gave it to Dave, and we put it in a bowl. And each week, he reaches his hand in, pulls out a name, and I have to tell that story. So go ahead. Uh, first of all, Rick, kudos on playing the correct jingle. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, one of my favorite actors, creepy actor, but love him, Dennis Hopper. Okay, Dennis Hopper, this story goes way back. This was, do you remember, so Dennis Hopper was a big star in the 60s. Yeah. He was in Easy Rider, and he right. was in True Grit with uh, John Wayne, and right. a bunch of really like classic films. And then he just kind of fell off the face of the earth for a while, and right. made a comeback, like a huge comeback in the movie Blue Velvet. Yeah. Do you remember that? He played like yeah, the yeah. creepiest oh, yeah. guy yeah. ever in that movie. Had an oxygen mask on. And then he also was in Hoosiers playing a drunk guy. So right. this is around the era that I met Dennis Hopper. I was producing Stephen Gary's show at the time. And uh, I remember booking him through, I'm going to call the... Uh, I'm not going to say the guy's name, but it's one of the one of the biggest PR firms in Chicago, and and one of the principals of that PR firm was the guy who booked it with me, and he said, "I'll give you ten minutes, right? Okay, but that's it, ten minutes. That's all you got because I've got him booked to Channel Five, I've got him booked to Channel Two, or you know all these different uh, you know TV gigs, sure. which in, in in the PR guy's mind, TV gigs always outrank radio gigs. It didn't matter what. <clears throat> but in this case, Stephen Gary were the number one show in Chicago, and we had you know hundreds of thousands of listeners, so it was a big deal to get on Stephen Gary show. Anyway, he comes in with Dennis Hopper, and they're a few minutes late. And he's like, "All right, I'm sorry about this, but you've only got like three minutes. Yeah, that's come all on. you got. Come on." And so I told uh, Stephen Gary, I said, we've got Dennis Hopper. He's here, but we've only got three minutes. And Steve looks at me like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wh- whatever yeah, right. you say. So I go back into the producer's booth. Now, Dennis Hopper was was there, too, and he was he was totally cool. He didn't care. He was just going to go with the flow, right? Mm-hmm. And he was very nice to me. Uh, but I got him into the studio. And then I was sitting with this PR guy while the interview was going on. We didn't have visual contact with the studio at that time. We were in our old studios, and there was no visual contact between me and Stephen Gary. So this guy was sitting next to me, and he, after three minutes, goes, all right, it's time to get him out of there. And I said, yeah, that's not going to happen. He goes, what do you mean it's not going to happen? You promised me. I said, well, I guess I didn't... uh, I guess I'm not going to live up to that promise. <laughs> I guess I was not authorized to make that promise. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like I, once they're in there, it's 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 out of my hands. I think there's nothing I can do. Right. And after five minutes, 
he starts just going completely crazy. I've got to be at Channel 5 in three minutes. I've got to be there in three minutes. It's not physically possible anymore. And he's in my face just completely screaming at me. And meanwhile, Dennis Hopper's doing this very casual, totally cool interview with Stephen Gary. In fact, if you ever listen to it in Stephen Gary archives, I think they play it occasionally. It was hilarious. He told yeah. stories about, you know, being married to Michelle Phillips. I think he was married to her for three days or something like that. And, and you know, just really cool stories. But in my mind, that interview will always be about this guy having a complete coronary in the room with me. You know, when you just told that story, I had a vision of, like, remember those, those great baseball fights where the manager and the umpire – are just like, you know, nose to nose, screaming at each other. It was kind of like that, yeah. except I wasn't screaming. Screaming back. You weren't screaming back. <laughs> I was just taking it. I was just <laughs> eating it. Uh, and, and First of all, what's the difference between four minutes and nine minutes or whatever? Well, you know, if, you've I, ever, if you've ever been part of a, a TV newscast, they have it timed down to the second. Yeah, I know. So they, we were totally screwing over Channel Five by doing it this way. <clears throat> yeah, but the, he shouldn't have. He shouldn't have scheduled everything so quickly. Or well, so. I, I know, I know. But he wanted to get the listener, and, and actually, Steve, at, while they were on the air, he could sense that something was going on, and I believe he pointed out on the air that uh, they had more listeners than Channel Five had viewers oh. at that time. Oh, that's great. So, oh, just the, the knife and twisting. I love, I love that. I love that minutia. Now, I will give this, I will give this PR guy credit because I worked with him again. You know, obviously he, he was the guy who brought in the biggest star. So I just, I, right. I knew that I could be potentially damaging an important relationship, but he got over it the next day. And for the next 20 years, he was, you know, totally cool with me about it. Never well, brought it up again. And then I think about <clears throat> 15 years later i ran into him at a at a big benefit for john for landecker when landecker was doing a thing at the radio hall of fame and i went up and shook his hand and i said you remember that day that you brought in dennis hopper because by yeah. then we had kind of reestablished a relationship sure. you know sure. and he looked at me and he smirked and he said i almost lost my mind that day <laughs> <laughs> that's uh but that dennis hopper was just to me just typifies the 70s 60s and 70s you know what a especially the 60s i love dennis hopper he just uh, died recently didn't he yeah he died a few years ago so uh rest in peace uh, dennis hopper and that's it for this week's uh Man. if you'd like to uh follow rick and dave you can follow us on twitter isn't that correct yeah and i'm the twitter guy and i twit i twit often you twit no it's called it's, tweet. Yeah. Tweet. Uh, yeah well I don't know what you kids are calling it, but yeah, I uh, okay, I, I, I tweet often. And you can uh, follow us. Uh, you can send us uh, notes at minutiamen at gmail. No, wait, minutiamen podcast at gmail. I don't have the sheet here in front of me. Do you remember our address? Minutiamen podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah. You can listen, subscribe, and rate minutiamen on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Uh, just search for Radio Misfits and please give us some um, nice reviews because the more you do so, the more we move up the charts. And you can also find us at EckhartsPress.com and ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. And we can be found every single week right here 
Hey, Rick. Yeah. Um, before we do our next show, yeah. I want you. I want you to read a book. It's called The Radio Producer's Handbook. <laughs> Okay, um, it's written by I can't remember the guy's name, but maybe that'll help with some of the technical problems that we had during the show. Okay, <sighs> you know you shouldn't be putting me in charge of the all the technical end of it. That's the that's the key. That's the problem here. You wrote a textbook on how to do this. I did not write a textbook on how to do the technical end of it. I never did the technical end of it, just so you know. Okay. Well, a special uh, thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with OPI Productions, distributed by Ed Silla at the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we'll be again, we'll be back again next week if I can figure out how to get us on uh, for another episode of Men. The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? The Untitled Hour with Hot Doug and the Hitmaker. We're going to be at the Taste of Chicago. Be sure to join Hot Doug and the Hitmaker as they welcome their guest, Rick and Dave from Minutia Men, live from the Taste of Chicago at Buckingham Plaza in Grant Park on Sunday, July 10th at 2 p.m. Come out and join the fun. They're also, I think, giant turkey legs. Mm, yeah, available. and some corn on the cob. Oh, one can only hope. With uh, some kind of garlic salt business. Oh, I do like, I do like garlic salt. Yeah. Well, Almost those garlic. Those two great things. Whatever the following word is, like I'm in. Garlic pepper, garlic salt, garlic Garlic. Bread. I bought some. I was at the store. Garlic sesame sticks. That delicious. sounds great. They are delicious. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Radiomisfits.com.